Hey, this is Colt Cabana, and you're listening to the Turnbuckle Throwbacks with Phil J. and that pain in the ass, Choppy. What kind of name is Choppy? Ugh. Your shows, your entertainment, and your network. This is Rant Remember, what this network wants, this network gets. I promise you that. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the main event of the evening. Broadcasting live from Shaolin, Staten Island. Freak Show Central. Where's that? New York City. The recognized symbol of excellence in sports entertainment broadcasting. It's the Turnbuckle Throwbacks Wrestling Podcast on Rant EM Radio. Proud member of the Shining Wizards Network and Dark Satellite Media. America lives here in Houston, Texas. On behalf of everyone here in the arena and a worldwide television audience, we would like to extend our condolences to the victims and the families and friends of the victims of the terrorist acts that occurred on Tuesday in New York City and Washington, D.C. Our nation's leaders have encouraged us to return to living our lives the way we normally do. Our nation's leaders have encouraged us to continue to live our lives the American way. They've encouraged us to practice and exercise our constitutional rights. And as such, tonight I believe this is the first public assembly of its size since the tragedy of Tuesday. Make make no mistake about what And make no mistake about the message this public assembly is sending to terrorism tonight. And that message, quite simply, is that we will not live our lives in fear. The citizens of Houston are not afraid The citizens of Texas are indeed not afraid. And by God, the citizens of the United States are not afraid. For we are a proud people, proud of who we are, proud of our nation, and damn proud to be Americans. 
and we, and we will fight. We will fight for our families. We will fight for our rights. And we will fight for our great nation. America's heart has been wounded. But her spirit, her spirit shines as a beacon of freedom, a beacon of freedom that never has been nor ever will be extinguished. The World Wrestling Federation would like to thank each and every one of you here in the Compact Center tonight. The World Wrestling Federation would like to thank each and every one of you watching on television. We would like to thank you for the honor and privilege of performing before you here tonight. Even gentrified, even overpopulated, even though our infrastructure cannot handle natural disasters. It is still the greatest city in the world, New York City. The five boroughs stand up. Ladies and gentlemen, episode 421 of the Turnbuckle Throwbacks Wrestling Podcast. I am your gracious host for the last almost 10 years now. The impact player, Mr. Philly Ray. I am riding solo tonight. Don't know how long I'm going to go. I don't care. Um, but there is a show tonight. You have one. I felt like recording. I have the Friday night off. Um, it's just me. It's Augie. We're chilling right now. Uh, here's the deal. Jaycation continues. Mr. Cop is uh, Mr. Mom. He's everywhere with these kids of him and his girlfriend. Having a really good time. They're enjoying their lives. And as as you know, with Turnbuckle Throwbacks, family always comes first. So, 
family first always, and that should be the motto for this last year. And we're going to talk about 9-11. We'll talk about everything. By the way, we're, we, we are live to tape on Rant EM Radio, Rant Entertainment Media, part of the Shining Wizards Network, and proudly part of Dark Satellite Media, of course. So we're going to talk a little bit about current events because I, we get into it every every couple of shows with Jay and when Chop was here, and, and, and you know, and we try to keep an open mind because everybody's from different walks of life and everybody comes from different places in, in, in life and we deal with people from different countries and different ethnicities and different, you know, religions and, you know, it's, it's, uh, that's why I love New York City so much because we have a melting pot of people. 230 some odd countries live here, 14 million counted for live here, and you can get anything at any time of the day, any time of night, and everybody wants to be here. The, it, the Times Square every December 31st is the middle of the universe, the center of the universe. Um, when you think of Thanksgiving, you think of New York City with the parade. When you think of the greatest sports teams, the New York Yankees, 27 championships uh, in the Bronx, the house that Ruth built. You have the New York Mets, the Amazons from ni- since 1962. You have the, the, the Islander dynasty that was from the New York Islanders. You have the New York Rangers, the original six, my favorite hockey team in the whole wide world. You have the Knicks. 75 years old this year. You have some of the greatest actors, actresses, musicians. Hip-hop was fucking born here in the South Bronx, okay? A little emotional, I'm sorry. But this is New York City, okay? And when you hurt New York City, it's a deal, okay? 20 years ago tomorrow... A 27-year-old Phil was responding to a non-emergency transport on 147th Street up in Harlem in Manhattan, New York. I was bringing a very sick little girl to her school, which was in, in the middle of Brooklyn on Ocean Parkway from Manhattan. And uh, the kid li- kid was on a trach. She had a, she breathed through a tube. She had a nurse. And I had a, we were downstairs. We were plugging her in. It was not. I wasn't even supposed to be up there. I was. I was normally a Queens unit. I was. I was redirected because the guy who normally picks this little girl up called out sick. And thank God he did because about a half hour later, I get a call from the ex girlfriend. Hey, listen, a plane just hit the World Trade Center, and I'm like, I'm up in Harlem at this point. And I was like, well, I, and I'm thinking one of those biplanes, one of the helicopters, news coppers. That happens all the time up here, you know. And I said, listen, I got to go. I said, my, um, my, I had to plug the little girl into a, a, a ventilator. And I said, listen, my inverter is a little off. I said, let me plug her in, make sure she's good. And I'll, when I drop her off in Brooklyn, I'll get back to you because I'm going to, she lives in, you know, I lived in Brooklyn and she worked in Brooklyn. And I was going to try to see her or whatever. So we get on the West Side Highway and we get down to Vesey Street, which is literally like blocks before the World Trade Center, and we actually watched the building fall. So we turned around, did like a U-turn, dropped the girl back off uptown, and uh, we were directed via our radio to respond to a hospital in lower Manhattan, downtown Manhattan again. And then I spent the next 14 hours there. And I'm not going to get into it. I've talked about this a hundred times. Um, but it 
I was two years into my career at that point. Like, I was doing it for funsies before 1999. I got certified in 99. I started working in 01 for, like, money, for, like, real money, right? No, I'm sorry. 2000, I'm sorry. I started working in 2000. But I'm two years into this, this career. I'm, 20, I'm almost 27 years old, right? I don't know. I actually just turned 27. My math is terrible. Uh, but I was doing it some seventeen, so I had a pretty, I had a pretty uh, much uh, idea what I want to do with my life at that point because I wasn't, I wasn't really good at anything else except for like extracurricular shit. You know, I could, I can hit a softball, I can hit a baseball, I can, I played ice and roller hockey. I, you know, I, um, I was in two bands. You know, so I did like things that I could, but I, but professionally, I didn't do anything else good but that. I felt like I felt like at that point in my life, right? So I did that, and 20, 20 years later, I'm still doing it. I mean, I'm I'm off the truck full time, but I'm I'm in the I'm in the communications now, but I'm still an EMT. I still keep my certifications. I have to. I go on a truck when I want to. Um, I haven't volunteered in a long time because there's politics out here that are just beyond me. You know. Then I, you know, I kind of, I kind of like not, tried not to, after it all happened, a lot of things changed for me personally. But things changed for me personally, like, you know, and I wanted to be married before I was 30, and of course that was a disaster that didn't work out for me, um, because within four years, three years, that was ruined. So, came back to where I grew up, tried to start over again. Met somebody else, got married again. <laughs> you know, so it was like, okay, I get it. There, there, there are so many things that, uh, you know, there were so many things in my life, you know, that changed, and I, you know, I got married again. It didn't work, but you know, the career thing took a, a crazy turn. I went into a different. I went. I worked for a bigger facility, the biggest facility. And I wound up not staying on a truck doing communications, and you're like, all right. So, you know, you know, your your life, your life, you know, basically, um, your life changes. But in my field of work, you know, it, it's kind of things stay the same, and and. With healthcare, it's so crazy, especially now with COVID and everything like that. But back then, you know, when this happened, I was so scared. I didn't want to tell anybody that, obviously, because I mean, you're not supposed to be scared. You're the front. They they use that these buzzwords like front line of defense. That was me, man. That was my people, you know. So with t- with with that being said. I don't want to tell anybody I'm scared. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? When I got back to the base that night, people were quitting. <laughs> people were, like, handing in their shields and their IDs, and they are like, fuck this. I ain't doing this no more. A lot of people did it to get to other jobs. They did it for money. I didn't do I did it for the love, man. I loved, I loved helping people. I loved being around different people, and I loved working with different people. And some of that still resonates with me. Yeah, I'm, I'm not as bitter as I, as I sound sometimes, but... You have an idea, right? So, uh, you know, and then, and then on top of all of that, my father is like dying. 
like before my eyes. I'm going up to see him up in Massachusetts every couple of weeks. Like he's on one lung, he's on dialysis, he's like fucking like a, a skeleton of who he was. And um, I the last time I saw him alive was two weeks after there was the the Patriots home opener up in New England, and it was Brady's actually first game because <laughs> uh, the Jets punctured Drew Bledsoe's lungs, and then uh, that was it. Like <laughs> it was like that. So I actually got to see Tom Brady's first game. You know he lost, but. And then he went on to win the Super Bowl that year and, and like, seven more. So he had a pretty good career, that guy, Tom Brady. Matter of fact, I saw him last night against uh, the Cowboys opening night. It was, like, that first drive. When I was t- Matt Squires was, and I were talking on the, on the text. He said, Phil, that first drive was like a, was like a Madden game. <laughs> I was like, you're right. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, you know, so um, this happened. My father's dying. I'm about to get married. It was like, all right. Whatever. It, it just like it, all these things were happening, and I, I lost a little bit of focus because when my father, my father eventually, obviously, he did die a month later, but literally a month later, he died October twenty first. So I, I kind of like, you know, in my heart, was like just move on, like just keep working, do what you got to do. I didn't take good care of my body. I'm I'm suffering for it now. I did lose a lot of weight with the surgery and shit, but like. Um, I'm suffering for it now, but in hindsight, I think if the, if it didn't go the way it did, I don't know if I'd even be here. So, two weeks ago, I got pulled into my director's office at work, and uh, I thought I was in trouble because I actually yelled at somebody that was important on, on the phone <laughs> right, right before that. So I thought I was getting reamed out for it because my director is, is you know... With the, the best thing about EMS is, is that... All your superiors have has have either done what you've done, or a bit of it, and like have experience of what you do. So everybody knows the 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 the, the routine. They, they they know the job in and out. So it's not like you know it ain't like a suit and tie where they don't know the they don't know the deal. You know, a lot of guys are in the trenches before they put the suits on. So my my director case in point was a medic. He was an EMT. He was a a dispatcher for like five minutes. He even worked in my area where I grew up as a, as a, as a medic. So. He knows my upbringing. He knows my he knows my story. So I thought I was getting pulled in to get yelled at, and turns out I wasn't. He wanted to show me. Um, first, he wanted to give me a, a, a gift. He gave all the staff um, memorial shirts for the twenty a uh, year of nine eleven. And since they lost two people, they we lost two EMTs that that day because um, I joined in 06, So Mario and Keith passed away in one, obviously, but. You know, they they designed this T-shirt and whatever, whatever, and I'm I'm not even gonna wear it. It's just it's a nice T-shirt. I'm just gonna keep it, you know. And the word anniversary comes up like a lot now, and I'm guilty. I've used the word when I talk about 9/11, but I see it now in like a different light. If if that makes any sense to you guys, like I see it in like a celebratory type of deal, and I'm like I'm not I'm not with it. I'm not hip to it, you know. And I said to him, I said to my director, I'm like, how are we celebrating anything? He's like, no, you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right. And he was showing me pictures. We have a um a, a memorial uh, near our base in our in our base actually, where we bring the patients to the emergency room. There's a ramp at the hospital. Come all the way up the ramp. Right before you turn into the ramp, onto the ramp, I should say, onto the uh, into to the inside of the building, you get to the top of the ramp. There's a huge um, you know memorial that we got and they're gonna actually 
spend like a million something dollars. They're going to redo the, the shrubbery and they're going to clean, they're going to polish it. And whatever, whatever. And y- you think, like 20 years, like I blinked and 20 years, two failed marriages. Um, I'm still an EMT. I'm a certified dispatcher now. Like I, I podcast. I fucking. I started playing board games I played when I was a kid. I'm doing that again with Strat, right? It's like, the world comes full circle, right, in a way. But 20 years, and this whole celebrating thing, not fucking cool, man. Like, not cool. And the media is so guilty of it. Like, they're going to celebrate kids who were born that year who lost their families at the the towers. They're going to celebrate that? Like, you, you, you were born... You don't even know who your fucking parents are. They died in the building. You know of them. They died right after you died, right they gave birth. You, they 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 gave birth to you. They had you. We're gonna talk to these kids. We're gonna celebrate that. We're gonna so and then I was like, we're gonna celebrate the the tragedy of nine eleven uh, by reading off all the names of the people. They do this every year. They they get they go to a podium at the site. And it's at the memorial. There's a memorial down there. Which I'm still against anything being put there. That's all holy ground. That's all sacred. There's bodies in there still. The fact that you want to build shit on top of it is ridiculous. It took them almost 10 years to fucking build the new towers because of politics. And that even pissed me off. Like, just leave the fucking the building as is. But the problem was, too much money of, from the world goes through those buildings financially. So another building had to be put up there. They, they were fighting for real estate. They were fighting about who's going to do it. So every year they have this, they put people on the podium, and they read off the names, and the people who lost their families, they go down every year, and they, and they fucking, and they reflect. And I want to use re- words like remember and reflect and memorial, and I don't want to use the word celebrate or anniversary. Because those are happy things. Like, I have uh, an anniversary coming up this weekend, and, I, and then there's a birthday coming up. Right, for somebody special in my life. So we're going to celebrate that, right? We're not going to celebrate somebody dying. You could celebrate their life by doing things for them, with them, with their families, with their friends, and, 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 and live out their name. But let's be honest here. Like, let's be honest. You don't want to celebrate someone dying. At least I don't anyway. And, um... You know, this life, though, this life is uh, is so short, and tomorrow is not promised to you. So why would you want to celebrate 3,000 people dying, you know? And on top of that, it's a terrorist attack. Like, we were caught with our pants down, and that's, just, that's a whole other podcast, and that's a... That's a conspiracy theory that Jay and everybody else can fucking decipher. I'm not, I'm not with that shit. I never thought about... Anything else but my work when it came to the tragedy at 9-11, right? I never thought about it like that. I thought about it like, okay. I never thought about it any any other way, I should say, right? Uh, I lost people that I knew, that I worked with. There was Carlos, and there was Rob, and there was Yamel, who was 20-something years old, and she went in, never came out, young mom. You know, then there were, of course, Keith and Mario, 
who I saw Mario's parents every year they'd come to the hospital and just wanted to be there, you know, and it was just like, and Keith, his family, his friends, uh, Keith, Keith is godfather to my friend's son, so it's like, these people would bring their, he, he was a volunteer fireman in his, in his town in Long Island, they would bring the fire trucks every year, they still do, it's like, it's just a fucking, it's remembering and celebrating the life of people. I don't want to celebrate a tragedy. I don't want to fucking celebrate that. I don't want him to call it an anniversary, you know? Um, things were taken from me personally. Things were taken from me professionally. Then I lost my father a month later. So it was like, do I quit? Do I stop doing what I love? My father wouldn't want that. My father would want me to fucking carry it on and be like, yo, take care of your fucking business. I didn't go to college. My dad, my dad was disappointed. I knew my dad was disappointed. He didn't tell me, but he wanted me to go to college. And you could tell when I didn't go to college, you could tell that it bothered him. But he wouldn't tell me because he knew I was happy. And that's what parents want. They want your kid to be happy. And my father wasn't really a father until he got older, until, he, until, he got, until I got older, I should say. And um, I only got that, that bondness with him the last couple of years of his life. So, like, I lost him. At the height of just, at the height of just knowing him, like for who he was, right? But between his death and the tragedy of of nine eleven two thousand and one, you kind of like put things into perspective, you know. You kind of realize that you got to do things a little differently, and the world changed like drastically. You can see how it changed it now with this with this culture that we live in now, and I'm not blaming. The tragedy of nine eleven, but I'm I'm blaming certain people who had control over avoiding it and who who knew it was coming and who knew that this could have been a problem and it changed everything. It reset the world, but the world got reset in my neck of the woods. It didn't happen in Oklahoma. It didn't happen in Minnesota. It didn't happen in uh, fucking New Mexico. Okay, it didn't happen in New Jersey, which is right down the block from where I live now. You know, it, it happened in my fucking backyard, in the biggest and baddest city on the planet. Yeah, I cry about New York City. I hate the weather now, and I, and I despise the fucking traffic, and the, and a lot of people who are just not who are just fend for themselves, and I, the gentrification, and. The fact that I pay half of my salary every year for a one-bedroom apartment, yeah, I, I, yeah, I'm upset about that. But it's my city. It's almost like you have a, it's like you have a, you know, a little sister, or a little brother. Anybody, you can make fun of them all you want. Anybody else makes fun of them, we got a problem. I mean, I say the same thing about the crew too. You know, anybody, you can talk shit. We can talk shit to each other. Anybody from the outside talks shit, you're gonna have to get dealt with. You know, um. And there was a conversation I had before with um, with Steph about something else, but it relates to this about fighting a battle, right? You pick battles big enough to matter, small enough to win. And I kind of used that philosophy. I took it from a Chinese quadri cookie a bunch of years ago. And it's like you got to pick and choose where you want to put your fight. You know, my fight is now here on this, and I took it to social media, but no one really 
went against it, really, you know. And I don't care, it's, you know, but it, and no one really disagreed, right? And maybe they disagreed. They didn't disagree because of who I was and what I do for a living. Maybe if I was a pizza man or if I was a plumber or if I was a fucking uh, Wall Street executive and I said that, maybe my friends and family would have had something different to say about me or to me, you know, because I had a strong opinion about it. But no, it's because of who I am and what I do for work and where I was that day. And I'm sure I probably inhaled a bunch of shit. I'm sure I have some kind of cancer brewing in me. I'll, I'll have myself checked out at the end of the year. But, like, I know people now who are getting chemotherapy and who are... We, we have people who died from it already, from the being down there and illnesses. We lost so many people, even after the fact. So why would you celebrate something like that? Why would you call it an anniversary? It's not an anniversary. You know? So, do you know... If you want to reflect and you want to remember and you want to give props to the people who were there and the people we lost, use different words. Be mindful of guys like me and my partner, John, who was there down at that day, Guido, um, who kept going down there every other day to volunteer. Good for him. I wouldn't go back down there because I was scared as hell. All right. But those guys, the guys who stayed Guys who pulled bodies out, the guys and girls from the Red Cross, the military, and all the brothers and sisters we lost in the police department, the fire department, the Port Authority department, sanitation. We lost so many people that day because all they wanted to do was protect our city. Protect what is ours. Okay? No matter where you're from, who you are, rep who you are and where you're from to the day you die. Because tomorrow is not promised to anyone. Anyone. Okay? I got friends and family in, in every borough. Long Island, Nassau, and Suffolk County. I got friends in different, almost every state in the country. I have friends internationally. In Europe, East Europe, uh, we have friends in Japan, we have friends in Australia, in Britain, in England, in Scotland, uh, New Zealand now, because Fale's our buddy, okay? We have friends everywhere on the fucking planet, okay? And they would do the same thing for their hood, for their country, you know? For their for their set, as they say in Cali. Rep your hood, rep your set, you know? This is who I am. DIY, punk rock, Brooklyn born, Queens raised, and I'm goddamn proud of it. I'm not always proud of my country. I'm not always proud of my government. I'm definitely not proud of my local government. I'm not proud of my local police and, for, uh, police and law enforcement. I'm not proud of sometimes my civil servants who, who I work with. Because the agendas change all the time, you know. Um, but it's still mine. It's still my people. It's still my hood. It's still my state, my city. Okay. And when I reflect, which I'll do tomorrow, I will have a good cry and I'll tell Carlos and Yamel and Rob and 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 
Keith and Mario and everybody else that we lost. That I'm thinking of them and I love them, and and everybody else who my friend lost her husband. Uh, we there's so many stories, man. Like people just I'm I have a friend who refuses to even acknowledge the day. He won't come out. He won't get on his phone. He won't post anything on social media. He just shuts down. He was down there with me. He watched people jump out of the out of windows that day to avoid getting burned and blown up. They jumped to their death. They'd rather jump to their death than fucking they get burned and, and crippled and crumbled on. Too many stories. Too many too many things that were not you know not good. <laughs> this I don't know how else how to say it. And I want everybody to to just keep keep them in your prayers and keep us in your prayers and, and the next time, you know, something happens bad in the country, think about what they uh what happens. Think about the the police and, and the and the military that had to respond to the when they raided the fucking the White House a bunch of months ago. That these cops and that these cops and his military have well PTSD now. You know, that they have to, you know, that they fucking, that they can't even work anymore. Or, you know, the the police brutality that goes on in this country. That the, the there's racism and there's still segregation. In 2021, people are still getting beat on and killed because of their color, because of their race, religion, and creed. Okay? We just spent 20 years in fucking Afghanistan policing a holy war. Okay? We lost 2,342 people. Okay. The 12 that we just lost, minus them, is 3,000, um, was that 329? I think my math is just off, but it's 2,000, I'm sorry, 2,300. Yeah. Okay. So for 20 years, we lost over 2,000 American soldiers in that part of the world. Okay. For policing a holy war. Again, another podcast. But just think about the military and the police and the firemen and sanitation and bridge and tunnel guys and, 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 and all the guys and girls that keep our cities running the way it should be. Okay? And there's politics everywhere. Politics prevents accountability. Sometimes shit gets messed up. No one wants to point the finger and say, you fucked up. You did this, you did that. Blah, 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 blah. Right? I get it. I get it right? But I'm telling you, as a first responder, as an emergency medical technician for New York State, New York City, for the last 22 years certified, I could tell you that it's, it, it, it changed my life. It humbled me. It made me realize my, my true calling in life was to be with the people, in the people, helping the people, doing the right thing by the people. No matter if you're a Democrat, you're a Republican, you're fucking Muslim, doesn't matter. If you're seven-day, if you're Jewish, doesn't matter. Puerto Rican, Dominican, Asian, African, Filipinos, you know. I rep New York. 234 countries, 14 million people, New York, strong. New York, hardcore, straight up. The music, there's a movement. 
There was a bounce to the city for years. So much money comes through the city every day, to this day. Nothing moves unless New York moves. If New York has a bad fucking day financially, the rest of the world does too. Look at the Dow when it drops like that. Look at all the local New York shit when it gets all when it when it crumbles once in a while. Nothing moves unless the city moves. Okay? I helped move that city. I helped it. And that day I responded and defended my city with not a fucking doubt in my mind. Even though I, you know, even though I probably wouldn't have came out if I, we were, and quick story, we were set up a triage station and we're getting people out who were responding to the inside of the rubble at this point. And Building 7, there's a bunch of buildings in there. Building 7 was about to come down. We were right next to Building 7. That's where our, our station was set up. So the captain comes over, he goes, you might want to move that table. I'm like, what's up, Cap? He goes, fire department captain, like, you might want to move the table. Because they had, like, they had, um, they had, uh, laser, laser, um, not targets. They had, like, laser sightings on the building so they can measure them in case they moved. And you, that building fell. So if he didn't take the time to do his rounds, I would have been dead. You know? I can't think about that. And I can't really wonder what my life would have been or people I affected if I didn't come out of there. I can't think about it. I'd be dead, but I, I can't say that for Carlos or Yamel or Keith or Mario or my friend's husband and so many people in Cantor Fitzgerald and that financial building. And I mean, the, the list is ridiculous, right? So I just want you guys to to just take a moment because we got a lot of wrestling to talk about. I'm, I'm, I'm actually excited because I'm almost 40 minutes in, and we're going to take a break, and then I'm going to fucking talk about wrestling because I have a lot of wrestling here. And you guys gave me a shit ton of stuff to talk about on the Facebook page today. So I could do this without Jay. I hate talking about myself, though. Even when I'm doing a filatorial sometimes, it's a fucking shit show, you know? So I'm just happy that I could do this for you guys because I there was a lot of wrestling, and Jay wasn't here, and I'm, and I'm not doing anything. So... You know, my lifestyle has changed drastically, <laughs> you know, but um, I have, I'm a father of a high schooler now, if you can believe that shit. Ten years ago, yesterday, no, I'm sorry, ten years ago Wednesday, Michael was going into pre-K, and we picked him up as a video of me picking him up, and now he's going to high school on Monday, and my world is blown away, that I raised a child, with all that's going on. I raised a child. I helped raise a child. I, I helped a, a family raise a child. And it's fucking, it's the only thing I got right besides this podcast in the last decade. So I'm pretty, I'm, 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 and I'm pretty okay with it. You know what I'm saying? So either way, before I get too fucking emotional, let's take a quick break and let's plug our friends. And when we get back, I got pay-per-views to preview pay-per-views to review, I got some fantasy booking, and I got um, some questions you guys asked, and and of course the PWI 500 came out too. We're going to talk about all that. Ladies and gentlemen, it's your boy Philly Raya. It's the Turnbuckle Throwback. It's episode 421 of this podcast, and we'll be right back after commercial break with Alfred Hayes. Take us away. 
Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Are you tired of being uninformed? Together, we can change all of that. Experience a podcast like you've never heard before. You'll gain knowledge, have some laughs, because we believe this is the last AEW podcast you'll ever need. Join us every Wednesday night at 10.15 p.m. on RantEMRadio.com and Facebook Live. We can also be found on all major podcast forums as part of the Shining Wizards Network. So stop listening to inferior AEW podcasts and bring a new podcast into your life by joining us. Join the Mark Order Podcast. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at MarkOrderPod and on Facebook.com slash MarkOrderPod. Don't forget to tag us on social media and use hashtag JoinTheMarkOrder because if you don't find us, we will find you. Everyone knows a lot of things can change in the span of 10 years. But when it comes to professional wrestling podcasting, one thing is still guaranteed. The Shining Wizards is the only place to get all the latest wrestling news, interviews with the greatest guests, and of course, tons of laughs in discussing the world of wrestling. The show is still available on Monday nights at 7 p.m. East on RantDMRadio.com and Rant Entertainment Media on the TuneIn app. And it's still available on all podcasting platforms. To check us out, head over to ShiningWizards.com where it's still wrestling talk and talk about wrestling. Are you tired of being told what to think and believe by Hollywood elites and politicians who just don't care about you? Tired of not getting the truth when you watch the news? Tired of trying to figure out what pronoun to use? Tired of mob mentality when all you want to do is think for yourself and make up your own mind? That's where we come in. This is Justin. And Vince. Your host of Inconclusive Breakdown. We are a weekly anti-PC podcast bringing you entertainment and current event news without any spin. If you want to truly stay informed on what's going on in the world, then give us a listen every Sunday, anywhere you get podcasts, at least till Zuckerberg and Twitter Jack deplatform us. And as always, we're proud members of the Shining Wizards Network. Tired of the PC police telling you what you can and cannot say? Want a show that travels back to the 80s and 90s where the badass hosts have beaten down cancel culture on three separate occasions and carried on to gloat about it? Since 2013, The Midnight Jury is that show. Travel back to the malls and arcades, pop in your VHS, and join us where the 80s and 90s return from the dead. Conan, tell them where to find us. WLWstudios.com, home of the Midnight Jury podcast, hosted by Midnight Mike and Calvin Brody. Also available on all major podcast platforms via the Shining Wizards Network, and join in the conversation on Twitter at Midnight Jury. This is Doc Gallows and the Machine Gun Carl Anderson, and you're listening to Turnbuckle Throwbacks with Phil, Jay, and that pain in the ass choppy, and that's just, just too sweet ski. Are you finally starting to understand, Chicago? Best in the world this, best in the world that. I don't care if you have hometown heroes. I don't care where you came from. No one is on my level. Absolutely no one. I've proven it day in, day out, month in, month out, year in, 
Europe, and it doesn't matter where I go. But one thing's for sure, when it comes to this AEW belt, the only people that would ever have a chance to beat me, ever, are either not here, they're already tired, or they are already dead. You know it's all about the Oh yeah. Story time with Adam Cole is back, baby. Episode 421, part two of the Turnbuckle Throwbacks Wrestling Podcast. What's up, everybody? How is everybody doing? This is a good song. I played like three times today. That and Teddy Swims. You guys into Teddy Swims? That dude's awesome. R&B singer guy. Baby. All right. All right. It's all about the boom, bitches. All right. I'm solo. Jaycation continues. Mr. Cop is, I think, I, I think I heard him say Ocean City. So he's in Maryland. So hope he's having some crab cakes and all those other happy horse shit. Let's say hello to Oh, Aaron's in the room. What up, Aaron? Let's say hello to the man Dingo. Do it flips and shit. And everybody else listening on Rant EM Radio Live. Rant Entertainment Media, part of the Shining Wizards Network, part of Dark Satellite Media, as always. And uh I wasn't gonna I was I recorded like an hour of forty five minutes to an hour of some sappy shit today about nine eleven. I won't even get into it because I already did it. So it's part two, this is part two, because we've got a lot of wrestling to get into tonight. And uh, I, I'm just, I, I'm buzzed over it. I'm Actually, I'm hyper over dinner. I made uh, enchilada pie for dinner, and I'm, like, amazed at myself. And Matt just put my fucking face on Chef Boyardee, so thank you very much for that. I didn't age very well according to that picture either. Eek. But yeah, a little Mac, uh, enchilada pie. It's basically taco meat. And I and I did Instacart today, right? Because I didn't, I didn't like walking the, the quarter mile to the fucking supermarket. I was lazy. I did Instacart, and I ordered a pound of eighty twenty meat, uh, ground meat, and I ordered the wrong meat. It was like this lean, like fucking organic uh, gimmicks. So I was like, you know what? I'm gonna I gotta thick it up a little bit. So I put some uh, frozen corn in there, some green chilies, a little water, a little taco salt powder, whatever the fuck they call it, you know, but the shit came out rigorous, and yeah, I did use squirt fucking squirt bottle, uh, what do you call it there, I used the squirt bottle sour cream, because that shit is rigorous, and it's neat, 
and it was free because uh, Steph had an extra one <laughs> when she bought it in bulk. So, anyway, that's what I had for dinner. I have so much left. You know, being Italian, I can't cook for one person, so I hardly ever cook anymore because I'm always by myself. So I was hoping Hammer would come over because he's not too far from me. I figured he'd come over because he likes my he likes my cooking. So, how is everybody doing? I hope you guys are having a great start to your weekend. It was a short week because of the holiday. I was on staycation. It's going to be a short week for me the next two weeks because I'm on AEW-cation. Okay, we got AEW in Newark on Wednesday, this coming Wednesday. And then we got uh, Queens, my hometown of Queens, New York, the following Wednesday. And then I took off those following Thursdays. So I just spoke to our boy DJ Kaz out in Cali. He is joining us for the festivities on, on Wednesday. We're going to meet him. He's coming into, coming into New York that morning. So we're going to hook up. Uh, in uh, Midtown, right before we get in, we'll take the train out to the show. So, I just, uh, I'm, like I said, I'm a buzz. There's a lot of shit going on. We got a lot of, lot to talk about. And I, where do I, where do I go first? Um, let's see. Let's see, let's see, let's see. All right, so, uh, I had, we were at the, we went to go see uh, All Out pay-per-view at the movie theater locally here. And uh, Rob and Elaine came out. And uh, Homegirl came out. Kilka was a no-show. Kilka, we miss you, man. You got to come out more. Hammer joined us. It was nice. And the, and the theater was nice. It was cool. But while we were at dinner, I was like, yo, man, how about Yano at fucking at the Grand Slam, man? Yano turned back to his evil ways, had an insane match with uh, with Chase Owens. And he's like my MVP right now. I was like, mate, that's the Yano I like. I don't like this fucking comedy Slinging books and, and, and food and shit. Coming out in these fucking great value looking, uh, uh, what do you call it there? Those great value um, geisha girl fucking robes that he wears, man. That shit is corny. I want chaos, Yano. I, I want legit Yano. Yeah, exactly. Stab. That's what, I, what I'm saying. <laughs> That's what I'm saying, man. Yeah, Yano, Yano's my MVP this week. Well... Before the pay-per-view, honestly. So, hello, Shaylin. How are you? Fuck you! Yeah, that that kind of shit. So, I I enjoyed that. Um, the, that weekend was the last weekend was cool. Before even pay-per-view, Chef Dork RD. Yeah, thanks for the fucking thanks for putting me on the face on that geriatric, there, man. I really appreciate it. Like, I don't feel old as is, you know. I, I was telling um. Was it my dad? Was it my dad? No, my not my therapist, my psychiatrist. I had an appointment with her like two weeks ago. And she said, "Well, how do you feel, Phil?" I said, "Well, I feel like because I was, it was my birthday was a couple weeks ago. Yeah, actually, it was it was the weekend of my birthday." She says, "How do you feel, Phil?" I'm like, "Well, I feel like my age," and she started laughing. So, congratulations, Phil. Uh, Twenty five years of EMS and and ice hockey and softball has now taken a toll on you. <laughs> so. Yeah, and uh, so I, I wasn't going to go live. I figured, you know what? Why the fuck not? You know, I'm, I'm not doing anything. I'm not going out. Jay's not here, and I'm not, I'm, nothing's going on. So might as well, might as well talk to you good folks because you're here every Friday anyway, so God bless you. Hope it sounds good over there. If not, then you're assed out. So, And if the feed does go out, we are live on the rant. If we're not, someone please make sure that we are. I, I It says I'm streaming, so. And I've been uh, on this computer all day, so it hasn't failed me yet. So let's uh, let's pray we, we uh, don't have any mishaps and whatnot. So 
I keep getting this too low FPS. The frame rate is the same, Facebook. Facebook hates me. Facebook definitely hates me. I have no idea why. But any hoot. Any hoot. So where should we go first? We got NXT, Triple H. We have uh, Ring of Honor pay-per-view to to uh, to preview. Uh, we got... We got thread questions from from earlier today, um, and we got the PWI five hundred that came out. Ain't that some shit? I guess we can do PWI five hundred into AEW because it coincides with uh, the number one guy. So the uh, so the PWI five hundred came out. The list came out, and Kenny Omega is number one again. Um. And the, eva- the evaluation period goes from July first to June, July first to June thirtieth of the following year. So let me read off the top twenty. Okay, so start off at twenty is Jonathan Gresham, the Octopus. Um, Chris Jericho is nineteen. Swama is eighteen. Ultimo Guerrero seventeen. Karrion Cross is sixteen. Tetsuya Naito is fifteen. Darby Allen is 14, Big E is 13, Randy Orton, Randall K. Orton is thir- uh, 12, Cody Rhodes is 11, Rich Swan, former Impact Champion, is 10, current IWGP Heavyweight Wrestling Champion, The Dragon, Shingo Takaji is number 9, Finn Balor is number 8, Will Ospreay, number 7, Juno Muxley, fuck him, is number 6, Cody Ibushi, is number five. Braveheart McIntyre is four. Sloppy Lashley, three. Roman Reigns, number two. And the cleaner, the collector of belts, the man himself, Kenny Omega. So there you have it. Now, if you go down further down the list, like Orange Cassie's 21, Laredo Kid Mood is 23. He's ranked above Keith Lee and Okada. MJF, Braun Strowman, Walter, Evil, and Nick Aldis round out the 30. But then, I mean, there's so many people that are below them that should be higher. Nick Ald, um, Jacob Fatu, Adam Page is 34, AJ Styles 35, Adam Cole, baby, 37, Miro 38, Jay, what, 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 39. Um, yeah, it did, I mean, it, they have a whole criteria that they follow. No one's ever happy. I was owning my craft listening to Don West trading cards at a shop at home yelling his voice in my truck laughing. Yeah, I'm watching the Subway series. I'm not. I was watching the new Wu-Tang season, the Wu-Tang do- uh, show on Hulu. Um, but, uh, yeah, Don West is doing better, thank God. I think it was Shaylin who posted the interview that, um, that I mean, the, the thing he did, the update he did, I mean, that he's uh, in remission. So good for him. Be dialing, people. Be dialing. Britney Spears' virginity. Mark McGuire rookie card. Yeah, fuck Jay White. <laughs> so, yes. And then, of course, the pay-per-view on Sunday. And I got to be honest with you, my friend stars in that series. Yeah, well, that, that, that whole show is filmed about three miles from where I live, so. And Choppy was on... on uh, the crew for the first season on that. So he was also filming with those guys out in Port Richmond and uh Stapleton and Mariners Harbor and fucking all the all the nice, wonderful 
uh, upcoming neighborhoods in, in Staten Island. <laughs> Not. <laughs> but, um, yeah, man. All Out was fantastic. Um, was it the greatest card I've ever seen? No, I'm not that much of a mark. I had a great time with the crew. We had a great time. Um, the theater, to to an extent, accommodated the, the crowd. Because we actually think sold out within days. Because when I bought the tickets, there was only like four or five seats that were taken. By the time we got there on Sunday, it was basically sold out. The whole theater was taken up. They moved us into another theater. And then they had some, well, I felt bad because the dudes in front, <laughs> they wanted the light off. They they moved all of our seats. So the guys got moved up front, they were like, oh, man, you know. So, all right, so let's run down the card, shall we? Um, uh, let's see. Was, uh, yeah, but, um, was, was, hold on a second, where am I here? Let me get my uh, my gimmicks in order here. Let me get my gimmicks in order. Dun, 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 dun. I hate the internet. I had this all, like, brought up, like, hours ago. I was sitting in my fucking browser, and the browser just froze. Cat, why are you sleeping on my knapsack? You have your own fucking bed, dude. Cat's annoying my life today. I love him, but... um, You know what? Let me just do this, because I think this is... Hold on a minute. Da, 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 cause my computer sucks balls. Da, da, da. Oh boy. This is my thanks for going live, right? Go live, I said. Cause I can pause when I'm not going live. I can fucking pause and do all this other shit. Now I can't. Cause God hates me. No, God doesn't hate me. I'm joking. Um, just waiting for the gimmick to pull up. Let's see. Results. There we go. Over 10,000 paid, by the way, in the now arena. That's pretty dope. Okay. All right. Uh... Best Friends in Jurassic Express defeated the Hardys. That was an all right match. I want to wear my Eddie Kingston shirt, by the way. Eddie Kingston fought Miro for the um, for the TNT Championship. I mean, I... It, it was... Uh, he turned into... Miro turned into a DDT, but the ref was trying to re reattach the stupid fucking turnbuckle pad. Terrible referee, by the way. Which led to a delayed count. The referee then pre prevented Kingston from throwing Miro into the exposed turnbuckle. Now, of course, allowing Miro to hit a low blow and a kick to score the pin and retain his title. Good, nice, nice opening match, but the ref sucked balls, and I guess he was supposed to suck balls. Because then if he didn't, then Eddie, Eddie Kingston would have won. He wasn't supposed to, right? So, there you go. That was the first match, all right? We'll move on to the second match. All right. So apparently, John Moxley's new gimmick is just to beat up on on uh, and beat New Japan legends, right? We knew he wasn't beating Kojima, but let's be honest here. It was a solid match. I'll give it to them. Kojima is a fucking legend. I'm not saying Moxley's not. I don't listen. And Eric asked me to, uh, you know, 
spec uh, talk more about Moxley, my, my disdain. I don't hate Moxley. I don't hate anybody, really. I, I dislike Moxley. I dislike Moxley because I feel like he's not as good as everybody says he is, right? I don't think he's terrible. I don't think he's a bad wrestler, per se. I think they emphasize on the garbage that he did from before he went to the E and, like, put portrayed him to be this guy that he really... Like, I feel like he tries too hard when he does all these stupid faces and he does, like, the, the tough guy shit. I feel like he's not legitimately... He doesn't come off as a legitimate badass, okay? If that makes any sense. My opinion, okay? And then when he was U.S. champion in the Shield, he didn't even defend the... T- I mean, it's not his fault, but he's walking around with the U.S. title, and I'm like, when's he going to fight? He never fought for the fucking title. I was like, I'm, I'm not saying that's his fault, but, you know, it was like it just became a, a long laundry list of things that I just don't like about him, right? I just don't like anything. I can't emo- – when I emotionally can't invest in a, in, in a, in a uh, performer, I, I don't like them. So, you know – they they'll have good ma- like Lex Luger. I don't like Lex Luger, but he's had good matches, right? I don't like Moxley, but he's had some good matches. So I'm not I'm not really discrediting anything he's done. I think the fans make him out more than what he what he really is. That's just my opinion. You guys can debate me. I I you know whatever it is. It is what it is, right? Uh, but it was a good match nonetheless. Um. So, so Kojima hits a lariat and then a Koji cutter, but he was too damaged. Uh, Moxley takes advantage, locks in the bulldog choke. Kojima breaks the hold. Moxley follows it up with a with a Partigan shift twice to score the pin after an outstanding match, right? And then to make things even better, Minoru Suzuki comes out and confronts Moxley, who looks Moxley, who looks shocked. By the way, Suzuki removes his shirt, gets in Moxley's face. They just they throw they throw the forearms, you know, the the, uh, the stiff style, the strong style, and then they brawl. Suzuki hits the Gotch driver, lays out Moxley, winds up fighting Moxley again on fucking Tuesday, um, Wednesday, whatever it is, and beats him. But then they uh, him and uh, Suzuki and Archer are in the back on social media calling out Moxley. So hopefully he'll he'll get his face caved in one of the Wednesdays I'm at those shows, you know. Um. I, again, like I said, I'm not into Moxley. I can't. I can't. Uh, you know, I'll definitely work on a Lex Moxley photo. <laughs> no, it's just I, I'm not trying to be an asshole. I'm just well, I am an asshole, but I'm not trying to be an asshole. I just don't think he's that good. You know, I think he's okay. I don't. I'm not. He's not terrible. He doesn't. You know, he doesn't make himself look foolish like some performers we know. You know. But either way, it is what it is, right? All right, let's move on. Let's move on. So that's my disdain, Eric, to answer your question, for Moxley. I just don't like him, and I think he's overrated. That's all. For the AEW Women's Championship, Chris Statlander, uh, Long Island's own Chris Statlander, against uh, Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, who's uber over right now, way over. Um... Uh, this was this was a solid match. You know, Statlander at this point was 
at, at wit's end with with Baker. She couldn't get anything in after the kick out that um because Baker hit the Pittsburgh sunrise <laughs> and then the stomp. And then Baker locked in the what do you call it? The um the lockjaw for the submission. Uh but it was a good match. Uh the women's divisions just gets better. They 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 have a pulse on what what the crowds like and they're bringing in different flavors. They brought in like I said, they brought Thunder Rosa in from the NWA. They brought in um Conti from NXT. That's uh Jay's favorite right now. According to Jay, um Ty Conti to him is well, you guys know the drill. Ty Conti is all the way live, according to Jay. So, let's talk about the cage match. Oh, before we before we even go into the cage match, let's say hello to the man, the myth, the legend, my 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 brother from another mother, my family, my cuz bro, Richie. Anybody seen Richie? Richie and and his wifey after. Going through some Target gimmicks, they found my fucking Bam Bam Bigelow and my Big John Stud. I sent them the money, the PayPal gimmicks. Richie sent them out. They came a day early, and I have my figures. Now I just need the Macho Man, and I'm good for a little while until they come out with some other shit. And then I'll be like, I need that one too, because that's what happens, right? You scratch that figure, Rich, everybody wants them. Um... Ty Conti is a babe. The foreshadowing of Britt Baker pulling off the Panama Sunrise finish. Too bad that we can't have Britt Baker, Isaac Yankin collaboration. Oh, <laughs> yeah, maybe if Glenn Jacobs loses his next election, he'll be AEW bound. And we'll get into some other superstars that might be AEW bound in a little while. All right, let's get into some. Uh, this. All right, so the next match is for the AEW Tag Team Championship. The Young Bucks, um, Nick and Matthew Jackson, uh, they are, um, let's see here, they, um, give me one second, where the fuck is my gimmicks? I can't believe this computer is fucking terrible. Where is my, oh, here you go. These Young Bucks. Hey, I'm Matt Jackson. I am Nick Jackson. We're uh, the Young Bucks. Yeah, I just cut you off. Yeah, you just cut me off. <laughs> you are listening to the Turnbuckle Throwbacks with Phil Rea and Choppy on Rant EM Radio. Rantum Radio, Nick. Rant, no, Rant, 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 Rant EM. You'll have to keep that one. <laughs> perfect. That's perfect. That's perfect. Exactly. Yeah, those Young Bucks. Yeah, the cage match was dope. Uh, for the AEW Tag Team Championship, the Young Bucks against the Lucha Brothers. All right, so... If you're going to do it, do it right. And I'm I'm a firm believer. It's my favorite gimmick, okay? And you know how I feel about the cage matches. Cage matches when I was a kid were... They meant something. They meant the end of a feud. They meant the end of a, of a story. Now they'll just throw cages together for the fuck of it, and it's just not the same feeling. However, 
This match gave me that feeling of, okay, this might be the last time we see these two fight for a while. They've, they've been fighting each other since, uh, I think, Ring of Honor at one point. I think they were Ring of Honor together, right? But this was a fucking insane match. The Lucha Brothers, I mean, Ray Fenix. I'm sorry, Hamlet, he corrected me. It's Fenix, not Phoenix. It's Fenix. Whatever, dude. Phoenix, Fenix, tomato, tomato. Eat a bag of fried dicks, all right? Uh, and my man, fucking Penta, Seattle Mero, right? Fucking amazing. The Bucks spared no expense on their, on their ring attire, by the way. If you watch Be The Elite, they, they, they show them going shopping at Nike. It was pretty funny. Um, so Brandon Cutler comes to the cage side and throws a bag into the ring. Matt Jackson pulls out a shoe covered in thumbtacks, and Penta, who's already bloodied, dove in front of his brother to take the kick instead. Penta was then driven face-first into the tacks multiple times, drawing more blood. They tried to rip the masks off these guys. Penta's face was bloodied and bloodshot. His eyes were blood, like legit. Penta was legit bleeding everywhere, out of his, out of his eyeballs, his face. It was crazy. Um... Then they hit a, a BTE trigger on Pento. They had a two count. Fenix broke the pin. And then Fenix stormed back before driving the tack covered shoe into the head of the Bucks, hitting the Black Thunder driver for a near fall of his own. Nick Jackson and Penta hit each package pile drivers on the ring apron before going one on one back inside in the ring before Penta hit a destroyer from the top rope. A stomp-assisted package pod driver only to get a two for the Lucha Brothers, and they try to do it again, this time with Fenix coming off the top rope. I'm sorry, top of the cage, but Nick Jackson made the save before Fenix came off the top rope of the cage with a crossbody, and Lucha Brothers hit a tandem driver to win the titles. There's no other way to effectively recap the match in while in this, in this in insane text or notes that I've taken, but if you haven't seen it, please go see it. And my favorite part of the entire match was... Um, Penta's family at the end, like the emotion on their faces. I don't think they were meant to be on camera, but they all came to him and, and hugged him. And they were all crying. And it was really, really fucking cool um, the way they did it. So shout out to them. That was a fantastic match. Um, and then we cooled down a little bit for the Casino Battle Royal. Um, the most cage matches stop being significant when they stop, when they stop being blue cages. Yeah, it's true. Um, the Casino Battle Royale, and you, the, the, they bring groups of girls out by the suit of the card, and then there's a Joker card. Ju the Joker card was Ruby Soho, we called it, Ruby Riot, and good for Tony Khan buying the rights to the song by, the by a fucking Rancid, great song. I saw Rancid, um, I saw H2O open for Rancid about four or five years ago, and they do that song live, so good. Uh... So the final four came down to Thunder Rosa, all the way live, Ty Conti, uh, Ruby Soho, and Nyla Rose. And he looked good, by the way. Uh, Rosa eliminated Rose. Rosa eliminated Rose. It's funny. To leave just herself and Ruby. Then they battled on a ring apron. Soho kicked back, sent Rose to the floor to win the match. Did they, that could be, for me, for my money, Ruby Soho and... Um, and Thunder Rosa will fucking tear it up when they fight each other. So it's going to be cool. And now Ruby's got the title shot. Little, if, if you didn't know already, Ruby actually, uh, her and Britt Baker have a history. that told That's going to tell a good story too because now Ruby has a title shot. 
So we'll see what happens. All right. Um, the next match was better than I expected. Um, with Jericho and uh, Mac, uh, Mac, uh, Max, Jake Friedman. Um, did anyone notice Eddie inspiring gear and Ray gear by them too? Uh, I guess, yeah. Cage match is pretty good. I still think Steamboat, Youngblood versus Sonsoa, Don Canola is the best cage match ever. Tag cage match ever. Oh, they had a final. Um, yeah, we did that, Georgie. We did that feud, if you remember, a bunch of years ago. Me and Mega Powers did that. Um, that was a good fucking feud, right? Don Knurdle and um, and Sarge against the Steamboat and Youngblood for the NWA Championship. The final conflict, I think it was called. I, I please re- refresh me, but we have it. It's it's in the archives. It's, it was a good, you know, D- uh, Dave and I actually went and got all the footage from most of the matches that they had. A, like it was a big feud. Yeah, that might be the best tag match, cage match. I mean, you know what? This might be a, a close second, dude. I think this is this this fucking that that Lucha Brothers Bucks match is really good, right? All right. So Jericho and and and, and Maxwell Jacob Freebird. Pardon me, I've been up since six this morning for no no apparent reason. This is what happens when you're old and you have to get up early for work. You just still get up early for work when you don't have to be at work, and it's a fucking it's a, it's it's awful. And I'm like an old man. Oh, I am an old man, but yeah. So MJF spoofed the old Jericho entrance with the countdown. That was pretty cool. Um, the match was pretty good. Um, there was a Jake Hager came down to fight, fight off Wardlow. Uh, that distraction allowed MGF to use Jericho's bat. He hit Jericho in the head, then landed Jericho's own Judas effect, right? The score to pin. Um, but Jericho's foot was on the ropes. A second referee came out and said that Jericho's foot was on the ropes, leading the match to restart. Jericho nearly immediately scored a pin. Then, uh, what do you call it? Um, MGF locked up the armbar. Jericho counted for into a pin, and then locked the lion tamer. Um, and forced to tap and, and saved his career. So, um, it wasn't the greatest match, it, but it was a definitely a, a very good, um, effective use of a dusty finish. If you could still do a dusty finish in 2021 and make it look good, even though the match wasn't that great, you're on your fucking, you're on, you're on top, you know? You're doing all right for yourself. Uh, what's up, cousin? Yes? My cousin Anthony, 12 days, baby, 12 days, 12 days, 12 mother jumping, mother jumping days. You know what? I should just have this queued up because, because I should, because he's my favorite wrestler in the last uh, fucking five years. So once my screen refreshes because I have a, an ancient setup and you would think I did everything I'm supposed to do, you know, hold on one second. There we go. What are we going to do? We're going to have a commercial now. Are we going to have a commercial now? Maybe not. Oh, yeah, we are going to have a commercial. But hold on one second. Hold on one second. I fucking hate this computer. I hate every computer at this point. Yeah. <laughs> Ridiculous. Yeah. He's representing the 
actually, we were at that last one. That last baby. Um, yes. Yes. Anyway. Um, all right. The next match was Darby Allen and CM Punk. Now, you could preach to me about ring psychology. You could preach to me about... I, I've gotten social media hits where people thought it was the greatest match they've seen in, in years. Uh, hello, Double A. How are you, sir? Um, I've gotten... Then I've got messages saying it was the worst match I've ever seen. I, I'm indifferent. I didn't like the match at all. Um, I thought Punk was was rusty. Then people were like, well, he wasn't rusty. He was calling. He was letting Darby call the spots in the ring. But I'm, but I'm like, if you have to slow down for the sake of the of the of the other guy to the point where you have to slow down to the point where you can't get a rhythm, right? And I'll give it to him. Punk hasn't wrestled in seven years. Let's let's be honest. So do we expect an amazing fucking show up? No, I didn't. But I didn't expect this drag out fucking match, man. But everybody thinks it was the greatest thing since sliced bread. I was not impressed. Um, you know, it was like it wasn't one. All right, this match could should have been on like dynamite. This should have made of any of the dynamite. You can't put this kind of match on a pay-per-view with that much steam behind the guy coming back. If that makes any sense to you guys, right? What I mean is, what I mean is, uh, you know, it was uh, the, the ring psychology. I got, I got so many fucking hits on social media about ring psychology, and, and I just, listen, the match wasn't terrible. It was just off. They didn't click right away, and I felt like Punk had to totally slow down for Darby. You know, and I that's given Dobby some some credit. You know, um, Matt says he's was it a flash steamboat classic? No, Matt says what what crack are people smoking? Yeah, Matt, I'm kicking myself for not posting it. I'll try to find it. Somebody compared in video that CM Punk match was move for move, the same way Bret Hart had with the one two three kid. They played the Bret Hart versus. They played. They played to the bird office one, two, three. Kid. Yeah, but there was. M- okay, are we are we making this comparison? And if we are, did did Brett compromise enough of himself in that match for the sake of the kid, or did Brett go with the flow and still do the right thing by kid? Because I felt like Punk didn't. Not the Punk didn't mean to, but I don't think Punk was a, a, able to. Um you know, get his groove. You know what I'm saying? It's almost like a boxing match. Like, you know, you know how um there's it's in the lighter in the lighter uh weight divisions too, where you get it where you get like a, a bantamweight or a flyweight. You get these dudes that that'll fucking they'll eat the body for like three or four rounds, right? But they just can't get that rhythm back after taking that beating. They'll they'll play it, they'll they'll take the body shots hoping to get their breath back and then get their shit in, but the other guy's got you beat by three, four rounds already. So it's like you can't... It, there's, 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 there's this um this constant, like, stop and go, stop and go, and it's like, oh, man. Or, or like when the boxers hug each other, or when the UFC uh, competitors, they fucking stop and they hug and they, and they lay on each other for, like, fucking three minutes. It just felt forever. It didn't have any flow. Punk couldn't put his stank on it. You know, he did put the go to sleep on, thank goodness, and and gave Darby his props. Um, but it's like, I don't know, man. I didn't like the match. 
and and I'm and I'm prob and I might be in a minority. I don't know, but I didn't like it, and I felt that it was too much, too much Darby Allen, for the sake of Darby Allen. Without seeing the match, I know Punk called the match because he wasn't going to let anybody else happen. Otherwise, he's being controlled. No way, Punk. Well, Punk and Stark should be a good feud if that's next, right? But let's see how much ring shape he's in when he's fighting guys like that now. Because he's not, you know, I'm not saying he's old, but, like, he hasn't wrestled. You know? He hasn't wrestled. He can do all the calisthenics he wants, all the fucking yoga, all the jogging he needs. But he, he can run the ropes, too, to get his to get his win back. Doesn't do anything unless you're in the ring. You know, I can do, it's like hockey, man. When I played hockey, do all the fucking drills you want, man. If you're not there on, on those line changes, you're done. They'll eat you. They'll eat you alive. They'll eat you alive, and that's how it goes. Um, but I felt like Punk called it for Dobby. Like, just gave Dobby that, like, you know, give give a guy a rope, give him an inch, he'll take a yard, take a yard, take a foot, whatever, whatever the fucking measurements are. You know what I meant. I'm trying to, like, this is fucking message is going off like crazy now right now. What's going on over here? hey Yeah, anyway. So... Did he look winded, Georgie? I, I don't know. I, I, I think he, he just looked like he has. Uh, honestly, Georgie, it looked like he did. Looked like he just didn't wrestle in seven years. That's all. You know, the tights threw me off too. My son liked the tights. Like, oh, the tights are good. It's a good look for him. And I'm like, yeah. I'm just. I'm such a fucking stickler for vision. Like, I can't. Like, with comic book movies, if they don't look like the comic book, I get all fucking like. I get all insane with it. Like, you know. You know, it was like when I had the first Fantastic Four. Well, you know, Jessica Alba's gorgeous. Yeah, but she's not Susan Storm. She dyed her hair blonde and had blue contacts. That's not Susan Storm. Susan Storm is blonde hair, blue eye, big titties. It doesn't... I need a vision. I need, I need to look and sound and... You know, I'm not... I'm not a big proponent of change, so it has to... You have to wow me if you're going to change it. This didn't change much. I didn't like it. All right? All right. Your next match... If you want to call it that, it was Paul White, QT Marshall. Uh, I have to agree with Jay here. There's too many fucking factions. Too many factions. QT Marshall is not getting anything with this. With this, he, half his guys on on his team are either not good or hurt. So I'm glad. I'm glad Paul White fucking beat him up. Whatever. You know. And then of course. For the AEW Heavyweight Championship, Christian Cage, the Impact Champion, going up against Kenny Omega. So, um, this was a solid match. It was a solid match. Double uh, A says, "Was ridiculous to have him wrestle so soon. No reason for it. You could have built them. Yeah, you could have built them. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm good either way, boss. I see, cause, cause again, this is you know." We have this mentality of of the old school where you can actually tell a story without actually fighting, and it was done in the NWA for years. Crockett did it, Mid South did it, Vince did it. You could tell us, you can, you could, a guy could tell a story in the ring and not have to fucking wrestle. You know, ask Jake the Snake Roberts about all that. You know, um, but yeah, I mean, you could have held all, you could have held out on him. You know, you could have seen what, what, how you could have built it. Him calling Darby Allen, I think he just wanted to get the ring lost off, and he w- he probably picked Darby Allen. That that's probably how it went. 
and in, in like legit, like he probably when he signed all his shows, he's like, well, I want I want this this and this, and I want my first match to be against Darby Allen. So that's where you probably got that gimmick, right? That's probably where you got that. Which I agree though, you could, you you, you could have not a pan, not a fan of the pants. Felt weird seeing him in in in, in underwear instead of the pants. Wanted to see him in underwear instead of pants. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. I, I agree. Um, all right. So your next match is for the title. Let's give Christian Cage uh his props. He did very well in his two matches against Kenny Omega. Um, and I like I said last week on on the show, uh, he's gonna do good things for Impact, being their champion. It's gonna allow him to go there and polish his shit. Get those guys over, and then and then bring that back to M- to AEW, and and be like the mid card veteran putting the guys over. It's a perfect spot for Christian. Um, Jay elaborated on C- Christian a little more than I did. If you can listen to the last week's show. He'll you, Jay's got a pretty nice perspective on. It. I don't want to beat a dead horse with that. So hold on one second. Anywho. So yeah, that's pretty much where we got it with that. Um, the match itself was good. Punk Punk's first match was an indie smart mark match. At the end of the day, yeah, that's still a good another way to look at it. So, all right. So it's Kenny Omega. Um, at one point, uh, what do you call it? Cage locks in the Cloverleaf. Good Brothers come down to the ring, for- forcing Christian to fight both of them off before countering with a one winged angel. Into the kill switch for a near fall. Of course, Don Callis runs into ring to distract Cage, causing just enough of the delay to get the delay Omega to counter attempt uh, a, a top rope kill switch into an avalanche one wing angel to score the victory. It's a very good match. Um, the crowd started to burn out a bit by the finish, but, you know, it, it was good. And then, of course, um, Omega and the Elite attack Christian Cage. Jurassic Express comes make the make the save. They get beat up too. Omega says there's no one that can beat him for the belt, whether they're alive or dead. <laughs> the lights go out. Adam Cole appears, gets in Omega's face, and then turns and hits Jungle Boy, and then of course joins up with his real life best friends, the Elite, and they even brought him back to life in the, in a seance. If you watched last week's BTE, and then. Adam Cole, to his credit, let me pull that up for a second. Let me just do this for a second. I should have had it queued up. Hold on one second. Okay. One second. Here we go. Let's queue it up.
Adam Cole, I think he said, you remember what you did to me. Oh, no! Cole just took out Jungle Boy! What he did sell it. Yes, he missed it. Good call, Georgie. Steve Urkel, did I do that? You really believed me, didn't you? You really thought I was scared? This guy's one of our best friends. Tell him, Adam. Who's ready for story time with Adam Cole, baby? Boys and girls, it's official. The elite is the most dominant faction in the history of this business. And ain't no chance in hell anyone's going to stop us. But wait, there's more. This is why we can't have nice things. Now that's what I call a happy ending. So really, the only thing I've got left to do is what I do best. Yay, computer sucks balls. And that send the crowd home happy. So without any further ado, I must bid you goodbye and good night. There you go. Probably one of the best finishes of a pay-per-view in a very long time. Let's stop. It wasn't the greatest pay-per-view ever. I have about five of those better. And don't get me started. It's another podcast. I don't have any. Nobody got time for that. As the lady would say on, a t- on, that, on that one clip. I got bronchitis. Nobody got time for that. Um, 
I just I ran. I had no shoes, nothing. I just ran, Jesus. I'm sorry. Anyway, um, you left, and you felt something. My son was disappointed because they didn't play uh, Brian Danielson's uh, original music, which is the Final Countdown by Europe. But I like the whole remix of the dent of the flight of the bees. They play a nice beat behind it. It's pretty dope. Also, we were doing the over under how bad JR was gonna fuck up uh, Brian Danielson's name, but they didn't. And they got him. They still call him the American Dragon. So that's pretty dope too. So all right, couple of takeaways, man. Like I said, it was a solid pay per view. One of the best finishes in a very, very, very long time. People need to stop comparing it though to Bash the Beach '96. That's just asinine. There was a, it was a, it was a different time. This wasn't needed more more than Hogan's turn was needed. Um, yes, you want to nitpick getting the right. Now, hard. You know how hard it is to get the rights to songs, no matter what kind of money you have. The publishing and all the pl- it's it, if anybody who's in the record industry, I wish Kevin Castle was listening. It's not easy just because Tony Khan has money doesn't mean he can just go and get any fucking song he wants. Um, it's a process. He might get it eventually, but maybe you know these bands they own the rights to certain things. The record companies own certain rights now, and it it doesn't go by royalties no more. They go by streaming. It's a whole different fucking bag of wax now. Um, but yeah, people are complaining about that too. People are always gonna complain. I I just I I can't. You can't please everybody. My father always told me that too. So with that being said, though, it was a solid pay per view, and the ending. You walked out of the theater, and I went home that night on Facebook, and I was like, you know what? It's a good time to be a wrestling fan. It's a good time to be a wrestling fan. You still have the options, and Tony Khan has solidified himself as a player. Okay. The checkbook is open. It's not the wild, wild west like WCW. It's a little more little more in depth now in terms of um production and uh characters building and the inmates don't run the asylum that as much as they did when it's not as corporate, obviously, as the other shit was. It well, it, it, it didn't get as well, we don't know what's gonna get that corporate with, with, with them. But listen, TNT Turner made a fucking deal with the devil. Then they were promised by Tony Khan that we're gonna get some content. And guess what? They got they got content. It's the it's the number one rated show on television right now for sports. That'll stop in uh, about what was it today Friday. That'll stop in like three days because uh, Monday Night Football's coming back. So. And if it, the games are like last night's game, which was a fun game, it could be a good season. So, uh, you know, again, it's it's fun. It's fun to be a wrestling fan. You guys have options. We talked about this already. This is not this is not new. This is not something that you guys don't already know. Um, but it solidifies Tony Khan and All Elite Wrestling as a player. They broke the internet. Their T-shirt sales are through the roof. I'm hearing Punk is getting Austin-ish numbers. That they already announced that production was has they they have to, it takes almost a month now to send out these shirts. So I don't know how 
great the numbers are, but I'm hearing they get the, the, the punk shirts are getting like like Steve Austin three sixteen shirt numbers. I don't know about all that, but uh, you know it's likely, right? I don't know. I I don't. It's just this is all speculation, except for the fact that we know that the the website was shut down. <laughs> no one can get a shirt for about I don't know several hours at that point, and then now it's gonna take almost a month to get your shirt out. Well, whatever shirt you order at this point, you know. So it's it's a good time to be a fan, guys. And I really hope you guys are taking this all in, and you and you take a step back and you breathe in, and you're like, "Holy shit, man, that's good stuff." Let's see, what do I got here? What do I got here? What do I got? I got that. 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 Okay. Um, wrestling figs. I got. All right. Let's answer another. Well, you know what? Let's do um. Let's do WWE. I uh, we since we're already on that. So we're NXT. I like NXT. Um, this week they um Pete Pete Dunn and his uh and his boy turned on Birch and and um what's his face Biff Busick Danny uh, Danny was it Oni Larkin. I like that they showed the stupid fucking bachelor and bachelorette party for Dexter Loomis and Jay's other girlfriend. Um, they also are teasing. Samoa Joe versus everybody, which I love, you know, and it was a good match with uh, Orkin and 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 Birch against the tag team champions. Uh, the M was it M whatever the fuck they're called MS three and MP three. I forgot the name of the fucking those guys, but it was good. I liked it. Um, the Crayola logo debuts this week. See how that goes. I call it the Pride Pop. We'll see how that goes. They're changing. Uh, I just hope they just change the face and not the whole fucking thing. We talked about that last week. Um, and listen, WWE allegedly Vince called an emergency meeting after All Out. I find that hard to believe. I don't think Vince McMahon is phased by anything that anybody else does. Okay, it's a TV show about wrestling. It's not a wrestling show on television. That's how you have to look at WWE right now. It's a television show about wrestling. He's producing TV shows. He doesn't care about the quality of wrestling anymore. He cares about the entertainment value. That's what he cares about. And this, sadly, is going to take away from the loyal fan base that he has. for, for, for Like the older fans like us, right? Let's be honest. But for the 10-year-old kid who's ready to go to fucking SmackDown tomorrow with the Garden, he's all amped. He's got his Roman Reigns shirt. Was it, I thought that was, was that tonight? I think it's tonight, not tomorrow. There's a super show. I think it's the Garden. I think it's tonight. But it's about to start any second, actually. So, um, but there's a kid right now sitting third row, Madison Square Garden on the 8th Avenue side, being like, yo, I can't wait to see Roman Reigns. Okay? So... I can't wait to watch Dominic Mysterio job to another guy before he turns on his dad. <laughs> so, it is what it is. Am I still live here on the, on the gimmicks? Are we still live here? Nope, the video has ended. Uh, great. Fantastic. Let's do this again. Um, let's go to get a live video. Go live. I fucking hate this thing, man. Such a nonsensical... Can't connect. No, of course not. You can't connect. 
Nope, I don't care. Go live. But anyway, getting back to WWE. So, yeah, NXT was all right. SmackDown is in like two minutes. And uh, I don't know. I'm just, uh, again, I it's it's a TV show about wrestling. That's all it is. That's all it is, kids. Closed. Unused application. Dismiss. Blah, 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 blah. Fucking blah. All right. We're back. It's ridiculous. I don't know why it frees up like that, but it is what it is, right? So earlier this week, there was a report that Triple H um, had a procedure done for a cardiac condition. The uh, the boys are asking me today, is it because of gas? Is it because of genetics? I'm going to say both. Uh, I I can tell you that every wrestler in Triple H's, in, in his era, ha- have used some kind of anabolic steroids or growth hormones or whatever the case may be, right? Um, I think he's not as big as he used to be, and he still has a pretty decent regimen when it ter- when it comes to working out. So I feel like, listen, you know, you, your heart can only take so much of the shit. You know, you you're probably. I don't think he's he's constantly on the go between the running the shows and flying everywhere, and he's uh he's a chief operating officer, so he's got to go to all the corporate meetings and all the little bullshit. So I, I'm I'm assuming that he's you know that he's hasn't been resting properly, right? I mean I don't know if that's a thing, you know. If that's I have no idea. All I know is that um you know when you when you put your body through that and then you take a break from it and you still keep a regimen, I feel like you're going to get the fucking, the cardiac cases. You're going to get probably arrhythmia or you're probably going to get some abnormal EKGs. You'll probably get some kind of, um, you know, uh, abnormality with the cardiac levels of your heart. You know, you may, you may get an irregular heartbeat. You may get a bunch of shit. Um, but on, but let's, on the bright side, he's not dead. You know, God forbid. And you know what? He's contributes to to my favorite to my favorite thing on TV, so which is pro wrestling. So I don't want him to, to die <laughs> anytime soon. Alright, I'm gonna wrap it up soon because like I said, I did or I already did an hour earlier today. So you're gonna get a full almost a full two hours of Turnbuckle Throwbacks by 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 myself, which is very fucking cool because I don't do two hour shows anymore by myself. Um I was asked Oh, Ricky Spanish asked me to talk about Global Championship. I'm sorry, Game Changer Wrestling, and it's uh, it's notoriety right now. It's fantastic. Their booking is shit because they fucking booked Moxley to beat Cardona, which Cardona was over, insanely over. This only works now if they have Nick Gage beat up on Moxley, which which we can all hope that happens. But I'm I'm happy for Game Changer. They they have a hybrid style. They have a really good fan base. They they actually sell. They sell out places now, and it's probably the hottest indie on the fucking planet when you think about it. Um, so I'm excited for uh, for that. 
Why hasn't Stratomatic made a wrestling game? Because it's not a real sport. Stratomatic only makes real sport games, unfortunately. But I do play a tabletop game. It's from Phil Singer Games. Uh, it, they have they have legends. They have indie cards like Chikara. They have Evolve. They have uh, they have legends. My son and I have been playing it for about ten years now. We don't play it as often as we should, um, but we do play it. It's from Phil Singer Games. F I Phil F I L S I N G E R. Uh, the Galactic Wrestling is cool. They have like they have like a twenty five year storyline. You buy sets of cards. We have. A bunch of Ring of Honor cards. We have we have all the all the all the guys before they got big. We got the Bucks. We have Kevin Steen, which I'll get into right now. We have uh, Generico. We have the Bucks. We have uh, Chris Dickinson, who's tag team champion right now. We have a bunch of a bunch of great wrestlers. We have Johnny Gargano when he was still in Evolve. We have Kenny Omega. We have Jay White. We have there's so many wrestlers that we have. So we have some good matches. We will. Uh, I'm gonna have Michael. Actually, he has Michael has his Twitch channel. Hannah has a Twitch channel, so I'm gonna have him uh, maybe roll some games on that for you guys, and we'll show you how it works. All right. Uh, there was an article earlier this week about Kevin Steen, and apparently he's not gonna come back after his, after his his uh, contract expires with the E in January of next year. Where will he go? Wow. I mean, at that point, you can go back to Ring of Honor. Uh, you can run the show there. He's so good. In, he's so good, Kevin Steen. Uh, you can go to obviously the big thing would go to AEW. He can reform the the Mount Rushmore of wrestling with the, him and the Bucks, and I think it's Adam Cole. Um, but I like the fantasy book that with him not joining them and being a face, you know, or have him and the Bucks turn on the elite. You know what I'm saying? Or have some sort of conflict. Um, Kevin Steen has he has a ticket to to ride right now. He can go anywhere he wants. I think it's a fantastic move on his part. I think it's fantastic that that the uh, obvious honestly, I want the E to resign him. I'm I'm selfish. I think he should stay with them. I think they should give him a world title run again. I think he should be the baddest. He's one, he's a bad dude, man. Kevin Steen, Kevin Owens, whatever the fuck you want to call him, he's one of my favorite wrestlers. He's so good. He can talk, he can work, and he's just he he writes his own ticket. So they'd be foolish not to let to let him. They'd be foolish to let him go and not bring him back. It's stupid, you know. Um, so that's how I would do that. Wrestling figures, like I said before, I'm only looking for the Macho Man with the cream of the crop. Uh, there's a Mick Foley coming out. I think I should get that for Jay for his birthday, which is Jay's birthday's next month, end of end of October. Um. I'm not, I'm look the only thing I'm looking for right now wrestling figures is I want to get some gear. I have a Stan Hansen AWA figure and I want to put some like custom gear on him cuz he's naked. I bought him naked but he was in good condition. <laughs> so I want to put like a gallon hat on him. Put some put some uh you know put get him with a bull rope and a gallon hat, you know, that kind of shit. Um and I think that's it. I have nothing else for you guys. How long have I been talking over here? Let's see. Let me check the meter over here. Gimmicks, everything's gimmicks. I've been, it's been over an hour, so I'm, I'm glad I gave you guys over an hour. So I'm gonna wrap it up here. Um, thank you guys for hanging out with me tonight. Let me play some music for you, and I will let's get the fudge out of here. Well, can I do the, can I do the music? Because now I'm like, Jesus Christ, this is why I can't. Is it this one? Yeah, this is it right here. Okay, good, 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 good. Let's do this. 
Hold on, hold on. Do like that. Lower that. There we go. Speaking of Kevin Steen. So. My job is to make. My job is to not do this because my computer automatically just jumps to a fucking another clip and it's a commercial. But I didn't. I had it queued up for hours. So let's play this again. There we go. Thank you guys for everything. The package pile driving machine that is Kevin Steen. You guys know all the social media gimmicks. You know all the handles. ProWrestlingTees.com. Buy a shirt. Termical throwbacks. Enjoy the weekend. Enjoy the rest of your fucking week. I, whoever's going to, uh, to Jersey for the AW show, hit us up. Takeover Club. We're all elite. We're taking over. It's a, a great time to be fucking alive. On behalf of Jay, on behalf of The Rant, on behalf of our ne- other network affiliates, Shining Wizards Network, and Dark Satellite Media, I am your boy, the Impact Player, Philly Rayer, wishing you adieu, saying good night, Gracie. Just don't care